Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, John June. And of course, on this lovely Saturday morning, got to have my guy, Greg Penniman. Greg, what's good, man? What is good, man? Uh, week 11, you know, we, we're here, you know, I'm just uh, sneaking into some college football today. So, you know, relax, relax a little bit. Uh, check out the next prospects for maybe some dynasty. Got some big games, actually, Ohio State, Michigan State. So, you know, I'll be, I'll be doing that, too. <laughs> yeah, you know, we get into a little dynasty out here, yep, uh, yep. you know, most mostly in the offseason, but we you know, like to sneak peek here and there a little yep, bit. Yep, yep. Uh, but as you said, week 11, we are here. Uh, we've already broken down the 1 p.m. games. Obviously, you know what it is. We we broke those down yesterday uh, or Thursday, rather. But that's episode 222, uh, week 11, game previews, part one. Uh, so you can go back and listen to that if you're looking for any of those 1 p.m. breakdowns. Obviously, here we're going to break down those 4 p.m. or those afternoon games, those primetime games. But before any of that, we got to break down a Thursday night football game that was played. The New England Patriots against the Atlanta Falcons. New England Patriots won this game handedly, 25-0. Uh, pretty much shut out Atlanta. Uh Greg, what were your Thursday night takeaways here in this one? Yeah, I remember you saying uh, New England defense special team probably be the MVP in this game. So, yeah, they were definitely the the MVP in this game. Um, I did like that, the fact, not like it, but, I mean, the running backs usage pretty much was the uh, most interesting takeaway. It's per true, true 50-50 split. Um, so now this backfield from Damian Harris being a, a high-end RB2 with some RB1 upside in games, he's more like this is a Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon type, type situation now where they're just going to be, uh, you know, RB, RB higher and RB2s. I mean, RB2s with some, you know, RB3 floors. Um, so, yeah, whoever gets a touchdown is going to eat the most. But uh, if they're going to continue to do this down the line, um, yeah, they're just going to eat each other's values up, Stevenson and Damian Harris. Yeah, those are actually my two takeaways as well. I mean, the New England defense pretty much shutting down Atlanta. Uh, just not Atlanta couldn't do anything. Uh, we pretty much said Matt Ryan wasn't going to be any good. Kyle Pitts wasn't going to be any good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I was. I mean, I thought Wayne Gallman might have had a chance to score a touchdown, but he was barely even on the field. Mike Davis was ineffective as he's been basically all yeah. year. Yeah. It was uh, it was horrible. Quadre Allison <laughs> was uh, the the you know, getting the most work out there for the Falcons. And he did, again, didn't do much there. Uh, the Patriots had four interceptions uh, They the, by three different quarterbacks, which is pretty interesting. Um, Matt Ryan had two interceptions. Then Josh Rosen comes in, throws a pick six. And then Felipe Franks, the third string quarterback, comes in and throws an interception. So uh, the Patriots defense, again, yeah, they, they pretty much were the MVP there. But the backfield, like you mentioned, the we saw an even split there. I mean, like I said, Ramadre Stevenson, he just looked he just looks too good, too physical. He's a different type of back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's got a little bit more juice than Damian Harris. So he you can't keep that guy off the field. So, you know, I, I thought that he would force the split. 
Um, my bold prediction, although it wasn't that bold, did come true. Um, yep, it did. It did outperform <laughs> and outtouched, actually. Yeah, I think yeah. both came through in a very, like, <laughs> underwhelming way, but it happened. <laughs> um, but that's unfortunate. Like you said, they're going to eat each other's value up. They're going to cannibalize one another that way. And so I think that ultimately what it comes down to, uh, unfortunately, is that unless there's, like, some kind of injury in this backfield, and we never mm-hmm. wish that, uh, I don't see any like I don't see either of these backs really becoming the RB one week because or really being the RB one that we that we think this backfield could yield mm-hmm. uh, because it's really going to come down to how do those touchdowns fall if one of those if you add a touchdown on one of those guys stat lines from right. a PPR perspective it looks really good it's not yep. really good but it's a solid day yep I think the to- what the total running back had 22 carries about 120 some yards so yeah that one with all that work the Patriots like to run the ball so um yeah they're just gonna eat each other up yeah man all right let's um break down these well do you have anything else on this game no not really I mean it was right Patriots are good that's 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 always you know yeah take away (laughs) unfortunate for me I just have to watch it all over again but anyways neither here nor there gotta break down these 4 p.m games or these afternoon games, primetime games, starting with a 4 p.m. game, 4.05 p.m. We've got the 5-4 and four Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Las Vegas to take on the 5-4 and four Las Vegas Raiders. This game has a 50-point total. The Bengals are one-point favorites here, basically a pick em. In terms of the injuries, Cincinnati's okay. Um, Alec, uh, for, for Las Vegas, Alec Ingold, the fullback, he's on IR with a torn ACL. Uh, Richie Incognito, the offensive lineman, he had a he's currently on IR with a calf injury. Seems he had a setback, so um, not going to be back uh, to to be able to play this week. Uh, Jalen Richard, uh, the running back, he returned to practice with uh, you know uh, dealing after dealing with a rib injury. Greg, where are you with this matchup here? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the hmm. Going to take the Cincinnati Bengals to cover and the Bengals to win. Um, yeah. On the Bengals side, Joe Barrow, I think he's uh, in a very sneaky, great spot here, actually. Um, this matchup is su- suitable for him. Joe Mixon, I like him as an RB1. Jamar Chase, I think he gets that lone wide receiver one value back along with Higgins. Um, I think he's think this could be the ball game for Higgins here um, just because I think Joe Burrow is going to do really well. So Higgins is going to be a big part of that. Um, CJ Uzama, deeper league tight end option. Uh, and Boyd, I think it's a clear kind of one, two, and then three is a little below that. So I'm not, if you can find better matchups for uh, to play over Boyd, I would, I would do it. Um, on the Vegas side, Josh Jacobs, uh, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro, those three guys, I think uh, have centered, made a center this offense. I think they're Josh Jacobs low in RB1, RB2, high in RB2. Darren Waller, of course, top five option. Hunter Renfro, um, top 30 play every week. Um, Deshaun Jackson is probably has some intrigue. Um, if you're looking for a deeper league receiver that can possibly, you know, make something happen on the outside because they desperately need it because Brian Evans is not the answer. <laughs> well, it's actually interesting you say that because we'll talk about Brian Edwards in a little bit, but I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take Las Vegas to cover. I'm going to take Las Vegas to win this game. Um, from the Cincinnati side, 
really like Joe Burrow this week. I mean, he's yeah. like started the week worthy yeah. this week against a, a Vegas defense that, um, you know, has given up some big games to quarterbacks. So he's a top five option for me this week at the position. I uh, love Joe Mixon this week as well against a, a Las Vegas defense that's 24th and early down def- defensive rush EPA uh, uh, the last three weeks. Jamar Chase, top option in the passing game. Uh, but I still like T. Higgins as well. Like I totally agree with you, right? Like he's still getting the targets mm-hmm. on par with Jamar Chase. He's just mm-hmm. not getting the big plays or the touchdowns. Uh, you know, it just kind of sticks out to me. The, the game he had against the Jets, it was low volume catches, but he had 95 receiving yards, no touchdown. Like those, that game is coming, and it very well could come this week. Uh, C.J. Uzama, he's my tight end stream of the week. So you know, again, love this matchup. Uh, but the the Raiders, I think, have a have really good matchups across the board as well. Okay. I mean, Derek Carr, top ten option for me at the quarterback position. I like both Raiders running backs in this one. I mean, I mean, the Bengals, the last three weeks are dead last in in defensive rush EPA on early downs. Cincinnati's also second to last in PPR points per game allowed to running backs over the last three weeks. Um, so I I think both both um. Vegas running backs could have a big day in Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. I mean, Josh Jacobs saw five targets last week. Kenyon Drake saw four. So they're both seeing volume uh, as ball carriers. They're both seeing work in the pass game. So I definitely think that, you know, they can both have an impact there, uh, especially with the trouble that the Raiders are having uh, at receiver. Uh, Darren Waller, I mean, he's he's got to bounce back. I saw something about the rugs rugs is absence, like, you know, affecting Waller and how yeah. defenses play him. I'm not yep. buying it. He has to produce. Uh, so, you know, I think that's coming. Uh, Hunter Renfro continues to ball here. Uh, he's a wide receiver, too, this week. I think Brian Edwards has intrigue. He's been playing. He's been on the field for um, basically 90-plus 90, 90 percent of the snaps since Ruggs is, has departed from the team. Um, his recent usage as well had 88 yards and a touchdown last week. Uh, had four targets the week before. Didn't, didn't convert, but they were trying to throw the ball down the field. He's seeing a 16-yard 16, 16 uh, A dot uh, having 18 yards per catch. So he's basically taking that roll over right. uh, so i think that has in a game with a high total uh back and forth nature to it i think he has some intrigue for sure moving on to this next matchup we've got the it's the 425 game we've got the eight and two arizona cardinals traveling to seattle to take on the three and six seattle seahawks this game has a 48 point total arizona cardinals are two and a half point favorites uh, in terms of the injuries here, Kyler Murray on the Arizona side, he's dealing with that ankle injury that's kept him out the last two games. Uh, he's a game-time decision in this one. DeAndre Hopkins, who's been dealing with a hamstring injury, has already been ruled out on the Seattle side. Cornerback uh, DJ Reed, he's dealing with a groin. Uh, Jamal Adams, also dealing with a groin. I might have a typo here. Both of these guys might not be dealing with groins, but um, they're both dealing with injury. Um, both were limited participants of practice. Damian Lewis uh, and Gerald Everett were DMPs. Uh, Alex Collins was a DMP on Thursday, but he returned to practice on Friday, so it seems like he's good to go. It's also been announced that Chris Carson will not return on the year. Um, in terms of this matchup here, I'm going to take Seattle to cover. I'm going to take Seattle to win the game here. Um, 
on the Arizona side, James Conner, RB1, again, based on that volume that he's been getting, he's got 11 touchdowns uh, on the year. That leaves the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, gets a really nice matchup here against Seattle, ranks fifth in PPR points allowed to running backs over the last three weeks. We hopefully get Kyler Murray back this week. I think we will. I will start him as a low-end QB1. Uh, I know the matchup is tough for Christian Kirk, but I, I like him a lot this week, especially without D-Hop. Uh, Zach Ertz should also see a bump, as should A.J. Green. Uh, on the Seattle side, I think Russell Wilson will probably be asked to throw the ball a little bit more with the injuries that they're dealing with in the backfield. I, I know Alex Collins is, is back healthy, uh, but I think that they're probably going to have to throw the ball more especially in this matchup here. Uh, so fire up DK Metcalf, fire up Tyler Lockett. Uh, if Gerald Everett goes, I think you could light him up as well. Uh, Arizona started out hot on defense, but the last three weeks, they're 21st and 23rd in early down drop back and rush EPA respectively. I think there's an opportunity, especially from a DFS perspective, to leverage this passing game here. Yeah, definitely yeah. like that. Got to follow these later as we get more later in the season, you got to follow these trends more late. Last three weeks, last four weeks, kind of just seems change over the year. I'm going to take the under, take Arizona to cover. I'm going to take Arizona to win. Um, Kyler Murray, if he's on pace to play this week, <clears throat> which I think he is, still going to be a game-time decision. Uh, if he's ready to play, he's QB1. Uh, James Conner, you got to play him up again. His first week as an RB1, he delivered as a PPR RB18, even in a bad matchup where they got blown out. Uh, he didn't bust for you, so that's a really good sign. Uh, should see more than, way more than 10 carries in this game. Um, so Arizona's in a better spot. D-Hop uh, probably won't go, so Christian Kirk, I agree. He's definitely a wide receiver, too, uh, in his absence. Uh, two straight you know, weeks, got the season high in routes, uh, receptions. A.J. Green is also a play as well, has some flex value, and Zach Ertz has low and tight in one value. On Seattle side, hopefully this, this entire offense can definitely bounce back. I have Russell Wilson as a high-end QB2, um, D.K. Metcalf, high-end wide receiver 2, of course, with this wide receiver 1 upside, depending if Wilson is back, uh, lock it. Also has appeal, of course, of course, tied to Wilson as well. Um, Alec Collins, um, he's got that low end, he's got that RB3 floor, so I think that's where he's. I'm going to put him uh, probably for the next couple of weeks until this offense as a whole gets better because his potential could be a, a low end RB2. Yeah, I mean, he's he's tied to Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah. So I, that, that definitely helps, right? Uh, opportunity to score touchdowns. Uh, the only problem is he does Because, again, the, he's in the opportunity for sure. He's getting the yeah. majority of the running back opportunity. Uh, I mean, Rashad Penny didn't even see the field last week. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, DJ Dallas is a jag. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's much competition. They, I think they would probably take Marshawn Lynch at this point if they could. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to this next game here, an intriguing game. Don't know yes. why prime time, but we've got the. This is just flex it, man. <laughs> just flex it, man. Like Tom Brady and Daniel Jones. Like, why do we? Why do we want to see that? Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger should not be in prime time anymore. No, no, shouldn't just. No. But anyways, we got what we got. Uh, sh- this should be the game of the week, though. So, so should be able to see it. Um, 4:25 p.m. The seven and two Dallas Cowboys travel to Kansas City to take on the six and four Kansas City Chiefs. This game has a 56 point total according to FanDuel Sportsbook. The Chiefs are two and a half point favorites. 
in terms of injuries, breaking news as of yesterday, Amari Cooper, wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys, is out at least these next two games as he was placed uh, on the COVID IR after testing positive for COVID-19. Um, that was the only really injury. That's the only injury there for Dallas. Of note, on the Kansas City side, offensive lineman Lucas Yang is out. Uh, Marcus Kemp, wide receiver, is on COVID IR. And then uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, is unlikely to be activated. There's a possibility that he could, but Andy Reid, the way he was speaking earlier in the week, uh, kind of implied that Clyde, they're going to wait till after the after the bye week to activate Clyde. Uh, Greg, where are you in terms of this matchup here? I'm going to take the under. The over under is two. I like the I like that. It's going to be high scoring, but I'm just going to take the under. I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win. Just being home, I think, will give them that slight advantage. Um, have Having fans back has been an advantage for some teams this year for sure. Uh, on Dallas side, though, it's going to be a shootout. Dak, I love as QB1, high in QB1. Zeke, start of the week potential in this game. Um, uh, CD Lamb has that bump, wide receiver one, especially without Mark Cooper being out. Gallup slides into that wide receiver two category for me uh, in this game without uh, Mark Cooper. And Dolce Schultz is back in play as uh, the third pass catching option. Um, he seems to thrive in that option. As, as the fourth pass catching option, he's probably not really in play. Um, on, that tight end two category, but he's back into that low end tight end one category as well. On Kansas City side, um, Patty, he's back. The man, you know, played very well last week. Uh, they have their juice back. I'm hoping, not hoping, you know, Clyde is healthy, but that, you know, just be patient with him and just let us stretch it out after the bye. Darrell Williams has been eating, uh, you know, as a starter uh, in this offense. If Clyde plays, though, it's just going to be another Melvin Gordon. Uh, I think uh, Javante Williams situation. I think there's no way Darren Williams has played very well to to not get isolated from this offense. I mean, get just banned from this offense with Clyde back. So I think they're both involved if he plays. But Darren Williams without Clyde is a high in RB2. And Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, you already know what to do with them. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take Dallas to cover. I'm going to take Dallas to win. Uh, I just, you know, I feel like Dallas is uh, Kansas City's playing better as a defense. Yeah, I think Dallas is too. They're too versatile on offense. Uh, they can run it down your throat. They can spread it out in the pass game, and and uh, I think that that style of football is just probably going to be a little different for Kansas City here. Uh, but we'll see. I could be wrong uh, yeah. on the Dallas side. I think Dak is a top five quarterback again. Uh, CD Lamb gets a slight bump with Cooper out, but uh, with all this talk now, if CD gets to play in the slot, we we probably won't see it since Cooper uh, is out next, now. He's possibly next two weeks. Out the next two weeks, and so possibly, yeah. Uh, Michael Gallup steps in. He also gets a bump, but you know Kansas City tough matchup for wide receivers, uh, but I still like both of them. I, I, I like CD Lamb as a Obviously, he's a wide receiver one. I mean, he's he's got that weekly upside um, to be, you know, the wide receiver one. And then Michael Gallup, he's plays, he's attached to Dak Prescott in this high scoring affair. So I think he's got, you know, high end wide receiver two upside. Uh, Zeke, obviously, with the with the total this high, 
he's there's no doubt that he could he's Oof. you know he could be he should, in here he for, has to eat bro he's going to eat yeah for at least a touchdown or two so he's an rb1 pollard he's an rb3 um for on the kansas city side patrick mahomes had to bounce back week last week gets a dallas defense that's been uh good against the past so i'm curious to see if it's the same as last week do we get the explosion game or does dallas um hold him back a little bit uh travis kelsey tight end one uh daryl williams he's been ball he's been balling man and i, I yeah, hope man. he continues to see those opportunities whether or not clyde is healthy because uh, daryl williams has been absolutely balling, so <laughs> just need that to continue uh <laughs> Tyreek Hill, high-end wide receiver one, has a tough matchup this week, but it's Tyreek, so it doesn't matter. I mean, the real MVP of this game is if, well, if the real key to this game is if Tyron Smith could play. Because if Tyron Smith plays or doesn't play, I mean, that changes the whole offensive line situation. Kansas City has been good in the line recently. I'm just, I want to see, like, I'm really curious to see how Michael Parsons impacts this game. Like for the Dallas side, like how do they utilize him? Do they match him up with Travis Kelsey at points? Do they use him as a pass rusher? They use him to spy Patrick. I'm just, I'm curious about that part. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. Ex- this game has a lot of intrigue, man. Yeah, a lot sure. of intrigue. Um, let's move on to this next game, man. We were complaining. Uh, <laughs> Sunday night football, 8:20 p.m. We've got the. Five, three, and one Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Los Angeles to take on the five and four Los Angeles Chargers. This game has a 46 and a half point total. The Chargers are five and a half point favorites. In terms of injuries, the Chargers, they've been dealing with some COVID breakouts. Um, so they're going to be missing some key defensive linemen. Uh, seems like Joey Bosa was a close contact so I don't uh, but I don't know how that impacts him in this one so um carry you know have to watch that they play Sunday night so just monitor that situation but on the Pittsburgh side uh TJ Watt he didn't practice on Wednesday with a hip injury uh I think he's on track to play he's listed as questionable uh Joe Hayden he's out um Minka Fitzpatrick he's also out uh, he's on he's on the COVID IR list. Big Ben uh, was activated off of the COVID IR list and is slated to start on Sunday. I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take Pittsburgh to cover, but I'm going to take the Chargers to win. Uh, on the Chargers side, Keenan <laughs> Allen, he's a wide receiver one option. Austin Eckler, he's a low end RB one. Uh, I don't think Justin Herbert is in must-start territory right now. Uh, you know, I, I, like, I've got him right outside my top 12 quarterbacks this week. Um, he's been underwhelming at times this year. Uh, so I, I think I heard this stat on J.J. Zacharyson's podcast, uh, the late-round quarterback, that he's scored under 15 points more than he's scored over 15 points. Uh, so hmm. that's... That's alarming. Um, and, you know, I, I know that you weren't on here, Greg, but on the Monday recap, you know, he, he was in the Jags list. And I, I said it then, like, I don't know if, you know, I, I didn't know if I was overreacting, but after really thinking on it again, like, I don't know if he's must start territory. 
Like I have a league where I have him and Jalen Hurts, and like for every week I had put I had been starting Justin Herbert. But mm-hmm. every week Jalen Hurts is probably the safer pick. Yeah. You know, and it's another one where I have him and Kirk Cousins, and every week I start Jalen, <laughs> I start Justin Herbert. But every week I'd be better off starting Kirk Cousins. So uh yeah, uh that's that's really it for the the Chargers side. I'm curious to hear your thoughts, but for the Pittsburgh side, Najee Harris. Bonafide RB1, uh, Deontay Johnson, he's he's going to get the volume. Big Ben's back, so that's good. He's a high-end wide receiver, too, though, because of the matchup. Uh, Pat Fryer moved tight end one option. Uh, but other than that, that's really it for me on, on both sides. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Pittsburgh status to cover, but I'm going to take the Chargers to win the game. Um, I think TJ Watt being out was a, obviously a huge loss. Anytime – Still, start losing those linebackers. Is he out? Yeah, he is out. Okay. Yeah. So I, I I thought he was questionable. So he's out. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I think that does make a huge difference on Pittsburgh side. Um. Not really interested in Ben as usual. Uh. Najee Harris, of course. Deontay Johnson. Both both those guys, of course, are RB one, wide receiver one at their position. Chase Claypool is off the injury report, so I think he has some. Uh. Not. Low end wide receiver two, you know, bundle there. I think he can get a play, um, especially if you know they focus on Dante Johnson. Um, Pat Firemurf is a, I think they're using, they have him, him on the field a little bit less uh, with um, <clears throat> what do we call it? What's his name? Ebron. Ebron, yeah, Eric Ebron. That's why I'm trying to block him out of my mind because I want Pat Firemurf to be in there, but Ebron's been <laughs> on the field a little bit, so I think his. Upside is a little capped, but I think he could still fall into that tight end one category with the touchdown, of course. On the Chargers side, Herbert has been – he hasn't been horrible, but, like, he's still – he's I think he's still ranked in the top 12 over the season uh, as a QB1. So I have him still in that category. Lowen QB1. Um, I like Eckler. I like Keenan Allen. Of course, I love Keenan Allen. love both of those guys. Um, Keenan Allen is definitely, again, we talked about – about a couple of weeks early, the uh, earlier than pre- people to get to get Keenan Allen by low on Keenan Allen uh, is definitely coming to fruition here. Uh, Mike Mike Williams definitely falling to a clear number two in this offense. He's I think falling almost into that wide receiver three category. Uh, I think you know. I, you notice how I didn't mention Mike Williams? Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I think if you have a better matchup, I think I would go with that. Uh, he's I wouldn't be you know. He's got to show it to me now. Yeah. That's fair. You got to prove it to me again. That's, That's fair. Yeah. And I'm not touching any of the tight ends as they use all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Moving on to this next game. This game, that game, feel, by the way, feels weird with Phillip Rivers not being the Chargers quarterback and Big Ben still being the student. <laughs> so sign that Big Ben needs to go. <laughs> you got to go. You got to go. go, man. Um. All right, moving on to the the final matchup here, Sunday Night Football, 8.20 p.m. We've got the 3-6 and six New York Giants traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the 6-3 and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game has a 49.5 point total. The Bucs are 11-point favorites. In terms of injuries for the Giants, Saquon was limited in practice with an ankle injury, the same ankle injury that he's been dealing with that's kept him out these last few weeks. Um, so he is expected to return this week uh, coming off the bye. 
Um, his backup, Devontae Booker, the guy that held it down for him for a little bit, he was limited with a hip injury coming out of the bye week. So that's also interesting. Uh, Sterling Shepard, he was a DMP with a quad, uh, so it seems like he might not be on track to play. Uh, Logan Ryan, who tested positive, uh, was also vaccinated. Uh, he was going to try to to make it to play on Monday, but seems like he is most definitely out. Uh, Lorenzo Carter, he's dealing with an ankle and an illness. So he was a DMP on Friday for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Antonio Brown, he was questionable. He's listed as questionable, but he was a DMP on Friday. Chris Godwin, he was limited on Thursday with that foot issue that he's been dealing with. And then Richard Sherman, he was put on injury reserve with a calf injury. And then Vita Vea, he's out with a knee. So Bucks are hurting, as are yeah, the Giants. Yeah. But Greg, yeah, that's usual. Where you at? Where are you at with this matchup? I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the Giants to cover, but I'm gonna take the Buccaneers to win the game. Uh, on the Giants side, um, Dane Jones is always playable. Uh, he's always streamable. I think he gives you a solid floor uh, with his rushing ability. Um, so I got him around that high in QB2 area. Uh, Saquon, not sure what you're going to... If, if he's playing, of course, you're starting him. If not, just keep firing up Booker. Just keep firing up Devontae Booker. He's been balling uh, as the, the plug-and-play, uh, kind of giving you RB1 week. So I think he's in that borderline RB1 territory for me. Uh, Kaderis, Tony, the receivers, is just a, a mess right now. I mean, don't really know who to trust uh, in the receiving category. Uh Probably Evan Ingram as a pass catcher is probably the only one I can't can trust to give you some uh, some type of floor. Our Carderis Tony are just hoping that uh, he's just used and, and played because he had so much talent and blew up early in the season. I'm not sure what what happened. Um, and starting to Shepard, I'm not touching him. If if he plays, I'll probably touch him. Uh, and as some you know kind of that Jarvis Landry area uh, on the Tampa Bay side. Brady's a QB one for me. Fournette and our running back one. Godwin, if he's able to play, has a, a very good matchup here. Uh, so I think he would be in, in uh, more high, wide receiver one upside high than even Evans, who's also in that wide receiver one category. Oh, and Gronk yeah. is back. So, yeah, have him play. I'm going to take the under here. I'm with you. I'm taking the under the Giants to cover the Tampa Bay Bucks to win. Uh, Saquon. Top 10 running back option for me in his re- in his return to the lineup. Well, like you said, if if he doesn't go, Devontae Booker still in that RB1, RB2 territory uh, as a you know volume based. But you know, hopefully, if if you are the Saquon manager and you did have Devontae Booker, that you're just holding on to Devontae Booker. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think that given Saquon's injury history, if you have Devontae Booker, you're probably going to hold on to Devontae Booker, even if you don't have Saquon. Um, Saquon or Daniel Jones, nice streaming option on paper. You do make an interesting point with the legs, you know, that does give him a higher floor than most quarterbacks, but this Tampa Bay pass defense has been much better in recent weeks. I kind of talked about it last week in their matchup against, um, Taylor Heineke, but you know, they're ninth in, in early down drop back EPA on defense, uh, over the last three weeks. Uh, so not sure I want to challenge them with Jones, especially I think it's a much better week for quarterbacks this week than it was last week. 
Uh, also why I'm a bit lower on Kadarius Tony this week uh, as well. I have him as a high-end wide receiver three. Uh, Galladay's back in the mix too. So I think that that's probably why we saw Evan Ingram and, and even Kyle Rudolph so involved is because there wasn't you know much going on at receiver. But Galladay's back. Not expecting him to do uh, much either, but um, interesting to watch him. Uh, on the Tampa Bay side, I really like Leonard Fournette here. He's got start of the week potential here as a top 10 running back play against a, a Giants defense that struggled against the run. Uh, Tom Brady struggled last week and now faces a Giants defense that's even tougher than the one that he faced last week. Uh, I know Logan Ryan's out, so that's probably going to be a, a, a big loss there for the Giants secondary. Uh, but, you know, if their D-line can get after Brady a little bit, I mean, I know that I think that they this this team these teams played on Monday night last year too. They did. And it was very low scoring. Yeah. Yeah, very low scoring game. Uh the Giants gave Tampa Bay some trouble. Um so if, if Godwin and, and Brown are limited, um again, the top target here is Mike Evans. Uh Gronk being back, curious to see how much they work him uh as he literally suffered back spasms like three plays into his first <laughs> turn. So yeah. Uh, yeah, don't know why we're watching this game on Monday Night Football again, but it is what it is. We will endure it. Yeah. Greg, it's start of the week time, man. Yes, Let's sir. To it. I need to hear a quarterback start of the week, brother. What do you got? I'm going to go with, I think Calamari is going to go. And, and and with that, I got Calamari going against Seattle. Just going to have an all-star play here in the, in the win that I think Arizona wants to win to get back on track uh, after a rough week last week um, proved to you know, people that they're one of the top teams in, in football, not just the, their conference or the division uh, and it's divisional game. I got Kyler Murray going against Seattle, just giving you a K one performance. Yeah, man, I like that. Uh, Kyler Murray, you know, when he's healthy, he's one of the most dynamic players in all of football, regardless of position. So I, you know, I definitely like that. Uh, my quarterback start of the week, maybe a guy that, Hopes to emulate Kyler Murray one day. I'm going with Justin Fields going against Baltimore. Okay. Guess to go against Baltimore, which allows the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks over the last over their last three games, giving up 22 points per game to the position. Meanwhile, over the last three weeks, Justin Fields is fifth in quarterback fantasy points per game at almost 22 points per game, 21.7. But Fields has come, has really come on in his last two starts. Now has to go toe-to-toe with Lamar Jackson in what should be a really fun game. I've got field ranked as my quarterback 11 this week. And if this game goes over, I think there's potential upside for more. Yeah, definitely like that. Justin Fields, you want him to succeed. Definitely, man. Uh, your quarterback breakout, Greg. So definitely yes, would uh, like that. Hopefully you can give me this win in the league extraordinary people. Uh, but, Greg, your running back start of the week, brother. What do you got? I'm going with David Montgomery going against this Baltimore defense uh, in a very great matchup uh, against Baltimore defense, who's been not not so good against the running back position. Also, just the usage of David Montgomery when he was healthy and ready to go. Uh, week nine had the 13 touches, but before that had 23, averaging uh, 16.4 carries a game, getting around two targets a game. He's just been a usage monster in this offense. Um, so. I like him in this matchup versus Baltimore. Look at us with the running back quarterback uh, yes, starting sir. stack. Yes, I like that one. 
Uh, my running back start of the week is going to be A.J. Dillon versus Minnesota. Ooh. Gets to carry the load here for the Green Bay rushing attack on Sunday without Aaron Jones. I, I, do you know who the backup running back is? I have uh, no, no idea. No, I don't. Uh, Dylan saw 21 carries in his last <laughs> game. He's seen six targets in his last two games. Uh, and with all those rushing touchdown opportunities to himself, I think A.J. Dillon has, could have a day here. And to make it even better, Minnesota is 12th in PPR points allowed to running backs over these last three weeks. I think A.J. Dillon, just based on volume alone, is going to be an RB1. Definitely like that one, for sure. Greg, your wide receiver start of the week, man. What do we got? I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson going against Green Bay. I know Green Bay as a whole has been good against wide receivers of late, but I think they're able to be attacked uh, with the matchup with Kevin King. So I like Jefferson a lot uh, at that spot. And, yeah, I think it's going to be still a high-scoring game. I took the over in that game. Green Bay, I like both quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins is going to get the ball to his best player uh, other than Dalvin Cook. So, yeah, he's he's going to get it done. I like that. Look at, again, another stack here. We got yes, the uh, wide receiver <laughs> running back uh, uh-huh. game stack going here. Uh, you know, I love me some Justin Jefferson, so I yes, definitely love that one. I'm going to go with a college rival of Justin Jefferson. You know, Justin Jefferson, LSU, obviously rivals beat Alabama. I'm going with Jalen Waddle versus the New York Jets over his last five games. Jalen Waddle is on a 16-game pace. Catch this. 154 targets, 106 yards, or 106 catches, 1,043 yards, and six touchdowns. He's been a target hog in this offense, seeing a 25% target share and nine targets per game over the last three weeks, which ranks 14th at the wide receiver position. He's getting the Jets secondary that's got torched by the Bills wide receivers last week. And I expect them to be this. I expect that to be the same this week with the explosive waddle. Love that. You got to love that. Greg, tight end start of the week, man. What do we got? My man, Dalton Schultz is back in play. Uh, going against Kansas City in the shootout, I have, you know, predicted, we all predicted, um, you know, he's back to that third passing, pass catching option, as I mentioned last week, down to 66% snap share. Uh, we don't like to see that, but before that, in the weeks before that, he was had 95% in week nine and then always been over 75%. So that's the usage we'd like to see over five targets in every game um, since week three. And then other than week 10, uh, he didn't do that because he was bumped down to that fourth pass to catch an option, but he's back in play. And Dawson shows this should be in a good spot here against Kansas City, who's been favorable over the season. Yeah, definitely. No, no Blake Jarwin. He's out for the year. So, uh, that should be even more opportunities there for Dalton Schultz. My tight end start of the week, uh, going with Dawson Knox, uh, going up against Indianapolis. Indianapolis allows the third most PPR points to the tight end position over these last few weeks. Uh, Knox re- just returned from injury. He was on the field 84% of the snaps in his first game back in action. Prior to his injury in week six, he was fourth on his team in targets. Meanwhile, the Colts are fifth in targets allowed to the position, giving up almost eight targets a game to opposing tight ends. Dawson Knox is in a smash spot here. He's attached to Josh Allen, and we say it every week for the last four weeks. Josh Allen has the ability to be the QB1, so I attach my tight end to the QB1 here potentially, so definitely like this one. Yes, sir. Need that from both players, Josh Allen and Dawson Knox. Absolutely. So now, Greg, it's time to play our favorite game, get money and it's my favorite game this week because i won last week so we'll see how this goes (laughs) but 
Greg, oh, damn it. Whose pick is it? Uh, I think it's... um. It's week mm-hmm. 11. I think it's your pick. Okay. Sure. I'm going to take... I'm writing it right here. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, I don't know sure I get all my players. So I'm going to take Zeke as my first pick. 8,500 uh, in the flex spot, you know, for 425 start, you know. <laughs> okay. I am uh, I'm going to put C.D. Lamb in my wide receiver spot, 8K. I like that. Uh, I'm going to take Nick Chubb as my RB1, 9,000. Slide him in there. Okay. I'm going to take uh, A.J. Dillon, 7K, as my running back. Uh, as my other running back, I'm going to take my running back start of the week, Dave Montgomery, 6800 Really good price going against Chicago. I'm in Baltimore. Nice. Um, oh, man. Okay. Uh, for my for my second running back, I'm going to go Christian McCaffrey, 10K. Ooh. Spinning the bread. I like it. I'm going to go uh, my first receiver. I'm going to go Michael Gallup, 5,400 in that same game. I'm going to go Hollywood Brown, 7,300. I, I do have this opportunity, though, to flex this if he does not play. So Yeah, he uh, was my wide receiver start of the week before, you know, the doubtfulness of him playing. So, yeah, I do like that for sure. 7,300, so I'll slide him in here at wide receiver. That's my wide receiver, too. I'm going to take T. Higgins, 6,500, as my second wide receiver going against Vegas. I like that. Um, I'm going to go with Daryl Williams in my flex 6,300 going up against Dallas. Um, at third wide receiver, I'm going to go DJ Moore 6,700 going against Washington. I like that one a lot. Um, for my tight end here, I'm going to go Cole Komet 5,100 going up against Baltimore. Word. At my tight end, I'm going to go my tight end start of the week, Dalton Schultz, at 6,000. Uh, got a lot of Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I'm going to go for my defense, uh, the Green Bay Packers, 4K. I'm going to go my quarterback, Joe Barrow, 7,400. Get that stack with T. Higgins. Uh, as my third wide receiver, I'm going to go Jamal Agnew, 5,300. Oh, I like that for sure. And my defense, I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals defense going against Vegas, 3,600 cheap, but I think we'll we'll get it done. Uh, and my quarterback, I'm actually going to go with my quarterback start of the week. Uh, the reason I could afford all these, all these <laughs> players right here, Justin Fields, 6,800 going up against Baltimore. Nice. That's real cheap. Uh, so, Greg, you went first. Why don't you read off your roster for the people here? Got Joe Burrow at my quarterback at 7,400. David Montgomery, 6,800. Nick Chubb at 9,000. Going against Detroit, Michael Gallup as my wide receiver, 1, 5,400. T. Higgins at the wide receiver, 2 spot, 6,500. DJ Moore as my third wide receiver at 6,700. Dalton Schultz, tight end start of the week at 6,000. T. Q. Elliott, 8,500 in my flex. And Cincinnati Bengals at 3,600. Going against 
the Vegas Raiders. All right, all right. Well, uh, my my lineup is Justin Fields, my quarterback, 6,800 against Baltimore. I got Christian McCaffrey, 10K against Washington as my first running back. My second running back is A.J. Dillon, 7K, my running back start of the week going up against Minnesota at wide receiver, uh, 7,300. I've got um, – actually, I'm just going to change this now <laughs> to Jalen Waddle. I don't know why I didn't just do that. You know what it is? I think I made this lineup before I decided uh, who my wide receiver star of the week was going to be. So I'm just going to change that right now. Jalen Waddle, my wide receiver star of the week, 6,700. Uh, Jamal Agnew is my second wide receiver, 5,300, going up against San Fran. Uh, CD Lamb is my third wide receiver, 8K, uh, going up against Kansas City. And then Cole Komet, he is my tight end, uh, 5,100, going up against Baltimore. And then Daryl Williams as my flex, 6,300 going up against Dallas. And then Green Bay Packers defense, my defensive stream of the week, uh, 4,000 going up against Minnesota. Nice. Glad I was able to change that on the fly. All right. (laughs) Well, ladies and and gentlemen, we appreciate y'all kicking it with us on this lovely saturday morning or whatever time you listen to this maybe it's saturday night maybe it's sunday morning who knows uh but other like regardless we appreciate it all the same uh again we appreciate all the support make sure you're subscribed to the podcast uh make sure you check us out on social media uh at ff diagnostics on twitter and instagram at jr football nerd is where you can find me and at we underscore made it is where you can find greg on instagram at g money score at g money underscore truth is where you can find him on twitter until next time y'all have a good one and we are out of here we are out